Hello, I'm Miles. And I'm Diane. And together, we are Set Score. Welcome to the Set Score Show. Today's show is brought to you by Set Score. Set Score is a complete automated platform for coaches and players. With Set Score, you'll have access to tools, data, and insights to elevate your game. Check it out at setscore.com. Ready, set, score. In this episode, we have a really great guest. He's the owner of Pintado Tennis Training, and we will be discussing the keys to tennis coaching. Um, super happy to have you here, Coach Ivan. How are you doing? Hi, guys. Uh, thank you for having me here. Super, super uh, awesome that we're able to to have this discussion about the, the keys to being a great tennis coach. Um, and let's just start by asking you, um, what do you like most about coaching what do i like the most about coaching passing on uh, information and knowledge to to my players and uh, to try and find ways for them to speed up their learning so that it's not so tedious and yeah just just uh just passing on the the knowledge of the game awesome awesome um so you definitely say that you love the game then and passing that on to others. I, I love the game. <laughs> you love the game. Yeah. Okay. Do you love the game? I do. Okay. <laughs> I think you love the game. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. That's awesome. Um, but I had a question. Okay. Ivan, uh, who do you like coaching the most? Like, um, you know, some coaches in particular, they, they like coaching, you know, high-level players, or some people like coaching beginner adults, intermediate adults. What, 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 where do you, you, you lie with that? Basically, for me, it's not, uh, it's not so much about the levels, so much, uh, it's more about how, how much they really care to improve when, when it's someone that wants to improve, whether it's a six-year-old or a, or a high performance player or an adult that's just picking up tennis just uh just how much they want to improve and do they listen and how you know if they're along for the journey you yeah, know you kind of feed off of their motivation i do i do yeah yeah i, mm -hmm. I could see that as a coach that happening that's awesome um that being said what um what do you feel that someone should look for in a coach if they're looking one what qualities do you think and what quality should a should a coach have yeah like if somebody's looking for a coach what do you think they should look for okay they should look for um for someone that's uh that's patient someone that uh someone that's uh that has the ability to to keep you motivated in the game and has the tools to to bring your game up someone someone that can can do those those couple of things very well are going to take you far ahead awesome awesome that's uh i like that cuz i think um it's important that i think some people they do it for different reasons mm -hmm. and uh it's just important that that person is also passionate about the game cuz then i feel like they're doing it uh, I'm not gonna say for the right reasons, but um, that passion for the for the game is contagious. Right. If you're when you're working with somebody. Right, right, right. Because I've had the privilege of actually working with you, and I I see how passionate you are about the game. So I'm sure your your students are definitely in uh in good hands. Um, 
So would you say being patient is like not yelling at the kids or like sometimes I've, I've seen coaches kind of a little aggressive and I, I, I thought that was a bit much. Great question. Uh, if I had to elaborate on patient, patient does, to me it doesn't mean not so much that the uh, yelling or not yelling. It's more of uh, do they want to, how much do they want to take on the time to really try and get uh, get their point across? Cause sometimes it's easy to, as a coach to give up when you're trying to show somebody something. Yeah. But how how invested are they in, in really making sure that the person gets it, I think. I think that's what I meant a little bit more. Yeah. Gotcha. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, as far as your tennis coaching journey, um, just on the line of the keys of success as a tennis coach, what do you feel like is one of those keys to be successful as a coach? Um, Great question. I think... Uh, I think the very first one is uh, you have to have a, you have to have a mentor that can kind of show you first if you're not used to coaching, or if you want to get into the coaching world, because uh, playing is not enough. You can be a great player but not a great coach. So finding someone that's been that has done it for a little bit of of time, um, like myself, I had to find that I had a I had a good mentor before starting my my coaching journey. You know, I worked under M.A. M.A. Nguye. Okay. Who's the father of uh, father of Claire V. Nuguye and Karel Nuguye, who are who are doing very well right now <laughs> in the national rankings? Yeah, I think Claire is actually top twenty in the in the world in juniors. I think she's only like fifteen. So um, how? And I think Karel has made it to the finals of the Wimbledon boys for fourteen. So obviously they're they're doing right. well um, now. What would you say are the things that you've taken from, uh, you know, learning from him? Like, what are the things that you feel like you learned from Ooh, him okay. as far as, you know, your yeah. coaching journey is concerned? Okay. Uh, number one, there's there's a lot. Number one would be safety. When when you're working with players, making sure that they're safe. If too, too many balls in the court, you want to get the balls out. You don't want the kids to step on the ball. Um... Safety would be one. Technique, making sure that you're teaching uh, players fundamentals from the very beginning. Uh, getting them to start with the racket above the wrist, on the forehand, and on the back, and I think it's critical. However, if they don't have the skills to pick that up right away, then maybe try to find a way to make it more simple for them to get it. Um, yeah, those two. And then the third one would be understanding that kids need to learn to hit the ball at a young age. I think it's very important too. Sometimes coaches stretch, they stress consistency too much, where I'm a little bit sometimes of, I can be both ways where there will be times where, okay, I'll say, guys, we got to try to make five, ten in a row. And then I'll say, guys, now you have to go after it. You know, you got to learn how to go after it. I right. think, I think no, it's important. I don't know. I think that, uh, I like that, and I've actually had the privilege of, uh, I think our our journeys have been similar, because <laughs> I had the privilege of working under Amy myself. And mm. Just to piggyback off of your, um, <laughs> your comment, I think also <laughs> making it fun was something that Amy, Amy was, you know, he had a serious moments, but I think he also understood the importance of making it fun for the kids. I yes. remember him saying, you know, let the kids play. <laughs> 
let let the kids play. Let them have fun. And I think that <laughs> that's very important um, for coaches to understand. Um, but do you and think that's parents? Yeah. Yeah. I think that you agree as well. Yeah. Do you think that maybe? Do you think that parents could uh, maybe? How do you think that they could understand the process of the co- the the journey? Um, of the player-student relationship? Like, how could they help their kids? What are some things that you could give them mm. to help their kids Im- improve? I see. You know, with that relationship between the, the player, the coach, and the student. Yeah, I think the number one role of the of the parent is, just, is to be supportive of their child and to bring them to practice as much as possible, to make sure that the kids are practicing, to make sure that the kids are... Um, Yes, practicing after their their lesson is done or their group class is done because that's super key into learning. Um, and just uh, letting the coach do the coach's work and not get too involved and get caught up in the in the coaching. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, no, I I like that because I think that sometimes when like if a if a parent is going to work with a new coach. I think sometimes there's not enough there's not enough conversation on how the coach has their coaching style. Right. You know, so instead of jumping in, I think it's good if there's a conversation so that the parent knows, okay, this this is what I'm getting into with this coach. This is what the coach, you know, I demand that the the student is always respectful. I um I think even just the basics of showing up on time and these little things sort of solidifies the coach as somebody who's this is what I expect and so that everybody's on the same page, mm. you know? Like, I think that could go a long way. So for the coach, too, you have to make sure that you're willing to, you know. To go the extra mile. Too, right. But, like, um, yeah. So I think if you have that conversation, then it opens up a door for a better experience with uh, the coach so that there's nothing like, I didn't know he did this, or I didn't know. So you're clearly aware of his style, you know? Um, yeah. So, so Ivan, who's your favorite male player, and, and why? Favorite male player and why? Roger Federer. To me, I think he's the who's, most. Who's he again? Ro- <laughs> Roger Federer. He's one hand backhand. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Um, I just think to to play as long as he has, uh, and to be such an ambassador for the game, and uh, just to make the game look so easy, and inspire that many people to play it and just to watch it not not even just to play but just to watch it i think i would i would put him at top yeah he he's graceful he does make it look easy he's like a, a ballet dancer on the mm-hmm. tennis court yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> i think fetter is just he's so elegant like you said um who is your favorite female tennis player favorite female tennis player not favorite female, but tennis player. <laughs> uh, I would say um, I'd, I'd have to go with uh, either Serena or Steffi Graf, one of those two. Um, and I say Steffi Graf because she was also on the list for for highest number of Grand Slams right under Serena for the longest. And to play so good. With a with a forehand and a slice backhand, I really like your game. Mm-hmm. Serena Williams, um, just because how dominant she's been, and uh, 
with her serve as such a weapon. I think I think Serena may, may take the cake. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yes. Serena and Venus have really taken the, the game to a, a whole nother level. Yeah, for and sure. And they brought so many fans on board because you had so many people looking at them and saying, this is possible for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, 100%. Think, yeah, because uh, I think so many people viewed the game as uh, a rich man's sport. And you have two girls out of Compton, and you're like, wait a minute. I, maybe I can I can play. Maybe right. this is not too far-fetched. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that makes me think of um, another question. Do you think that um, a player's – because you mentioned Venus and Serena right. and their tennis journey and – do you think, Ivan, do you think that uh, players have to go the traditional route of going to, like, a, a top academy? I mean, um, even, I guess you could speak from working under Amy, you know? Mm-hmm. How, uh, you know, with that parallel, I don't know. I don't think Amy sent his kids to a big academy. I think he might have trained his kids on his own himself in the beginning. So, like, what do you, do you think that that's necessary in order to get your kid to achieve success uh, early? Yeah, I would say, uh, yeah, I would take the approach that Amy took, where uh, you have uh, you work with your kids, not not you yourself as a person, unless you're a coach that has their own child or, or a child he's working with. But uh, yeah, fi- finding a um, a coach that that um, that has enough knowledge in the game to 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 raise an athlete to become a certain level, and then. At a certain point, you have to say, "Hey, you know, um, we've gotten you this good. We've put in ridiculous amount of hours. Now it's time to to get somebody else to take a look at your game." But you already have a lot of pieces in the puzzle. You know, you you've already developed the hunger. You've developed the the strokes. Now you just gotta get the the secret salsa. Right, right, right. No, no, no. That that makes sense. Um, yeah, I think. For me, I, I think that it's important that the kids have fun. And I think when you're introducing your kid to the sport, uh, one of the most important things is that they have fun and they enjoy it. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times you only get one shot right? Um, of exposing Absolutely. your kid. If, you, yeah. if, you, if, if it's too serious and you take the fun out of it, what's the motivation for the kid to come back the next day and the next day and the next day? It, it has to be fun. Right, right. Once you get to a certain level, of course, it's uh, it's more business than fun. But yeah. at that point, you have built up a hunger for them in wanting to win. So right. you start with fun, and then when you become really good, and you go, wait, I'm pretty good at this, and I like winning. They take on that motivation now on their own. You no longer have to keep, right. you know. Right, right. No, 100%. What... um. We talked about your favorite male player. We talked about your favorite female player. Uh, you mentioned Federer. Then you mentioned uh, Serena and Steffi Graf. If you could build a player from scratch, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what would what would it look like? You know, oh, like adding the tools of the pro. Yeah, like a forehand. You know, I'll take David Goffin's. Oh, I got you. I you would. Uh, I would have the model. A little bit of a mixture between Federer and Novak, maybe like, a, maybe not so much an Eastern forehand, but at least some somewhere more semi, 
closer to Western here and there on okay. the forehand. So, so the forehand, who do you have? I would pick. I would pick Novak's actually more. Novak's forehand, <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. So you have Novak's forehand. Who do you have for the backhand? For the backhand, I would also go with Novak. Really? <laughs> if you're a two-hander. Federer's backhand is just like the best. Um, for for a one-hander, Roger Federer. For a two-hander, Novak Djokovic for sure. Yeah. No yeah, doubt. Yeah, yeah. No, you know you're right because we got to go both. Um, right. What about volleys? Volleys, I would give it to Roger any day. I feel like his technique is more graceful on, in the volley. The dollar bone here. Uh, R- R- Novak's really improved his volleys over the years, but I just feel like Roger's just more technically sound. Right. What do you say? What do you say? <laughs> what do you say for the uh, the serve? The I know, serve, I, I would give I it to think. Roger. Really? Yes. I feel like Roger's serve is more uh, efficient. Interesting. And I feel like his second serve is slightly harder to attack. Um, I would actually take Kyrgios serve. Oh, I see. I thought we were just comparing. Uh, sorry, no, uh, no, I was no. caught I up between Roger and Novak. No, oh yes, oh then yes, Kyrgios. <laughs> Kyrgios, I would. Uh, I would give it to Kyrgios. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, because I I just feel like Kyrgios, his his serve is just ridiculous. He could place it anywhere from the same. And the Federer is good. Federer's serve is amazing too. But I just think Kyrgios has more power. Yeah, I mean, we both saw him at the city open. I mean, yeah. it, it just didn't look right. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> I remember at watching him at the city open, and there was a point where Francis had a match point, and then he looks over to his box, and while the crowd is still erupting, he goes, he goes, no, 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 it's okay, it's okay. Then serves an ace, mm-hmm. bam, and then. It was just crazy. Like, I think he almost thrives under those big moments to kind of, right. like, catch people off guard. Right. Because you're, like, you're not expecting him to just uh, – so it's um, – Yeah, I, I think on, on that aspect, I think uh, it's not just the fact that Curious is one of the best serves on tour, if not the best. It's his confidence behind his serve. It's like when, when Roger's confident, when Pete Sampras is confident, they, they go after those second serves. And, you know, I feel like Curious. You can tell us the confidence on top of the, the form and yeah, the technique. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's so naturally. He just knows he's gonna hit an work, ace or a really yeah. good serve. You you know, do you can you think of some other players that were very talented and never reached their full potential because of you know whatever they might be going through? I I think of Bagdadis. Really. Hmm. I can see, I can see what she means a little bit because uh, back that is there was a point where he got to like as high as top ten in the world. I don't know how much higher than top ten he went, and then uh, after he stopped working with Patrick Martugl, I believe his uh, his ranking just completely dropped, and I just don't think he when he wanted to keep working as hard as as he needed to to maintain that level. Yeah. And then he I don't think he ever got back to it. No, no, you're right, though, because I do remember that. he. I remember there was an article in the tennis magazine after he separated from Patrick, and mm-hmm. it was talking about how he was doing all these cycling workouts. He was doing something different. But, yeah, I think um, I think my, my mythology on that is I think it's you have a, a lot of players that don't necessarily fulfill their potential, but I think you need players, the, the top players in the world, like Roger, Novak, Nadal, I feel like they're just the rare breed of the one percent, right. and I right. think it's almost not fair to 
look at players like Monfils and say, oh, what a what a waste. Like, this guy's making a living. This guy's right. doing what he loves. He might not have all the attributes that amount for him to make, to win 20 slams. Right. But he is top 50 in the world. And if, right. you, if you're lacking that, should you be criticized? You know what I mean? Look at somebody, compare maybe Monfils' work ethic to, like, Rafa's. If right. they're kids, they, you know, Rafa might have been getting up at 4 in the morning and going right. to run. Right, right, you know? right. It's just different, different it's, it's, personalities. It's a different mindset at that point. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Taking it uh, an extra notch every day, day in and day out, year in and year out. That's yeah. the difference. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Um, what, um, what do you feel like is the key to keeping a client happy? The key to keeping the client happy. Yeah. I think, like you mentioned before, uh, finding ways to keep uh, keep practice keep practice fun. Obviously, uh, most people are result oriented, so you have to you have to improve them. You have to keep finding different ways to improve them. And um, being, I think, I think, like we mentioned before, uh, I think being invested in the in the player is very important. As a coach, you have to invest in your. You have to be a coach that's willing to be invested in, and uh, sometimes go a little bit longer in certain times just to, just to get some points across. Um, I think those things are, are helpful. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome. So what what's a what is a one myth in your field that you would debunk about tennis coaches or tennis in general? One myth. Any any myth. Okay. Um, that you don't have to have a, a ton of money to be a great tennis player. Okay. Mm. I think that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like tennis is known? Because tennis is sort of known as like an expensive sport. Yeah. Right after you know? golf, I think people think, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I could never afford that. And I don't think, I, th- I don't think a lot of people realize you, you start out, you don't have to start out with privates. You start out with group classes until you know you're serious about it or your child is serious about it then then that can come later on but initially group classes very affordable right you know right what do you think uh, yeah i mean it depends i mean i guess what i mean is that uh you don't need a lot of money to start at the game i i kind of want to rephrase the way i said that as well uh, to start the game a couple of group classes they can vary between twenty dollars to forty dollars for an hour and a half i feel like for most places Yes, there's some maybe a little bit more, 45, some a little bit less. But I feel like group classes are very affordable. You meet a lot of people. You you learn with the, at different tempos because every student learns at different tempos. Um, but if you do want to take the game to a higher level, then then money does become a bit of a challenge at some point. So I think, you know, right. to just start the game, you don't need a whole, whole lot. But to get really, really good, uh, there has to be a little bit of uh, luck and work opportunity kind of met in the middle, I feel like. Right, right. No, no, that that makes sense. Um, that's awesome. Um, what does success look like to you? What does success look like to you? Success to me just means um, 
always striving to be the best you can be. Hmm. I think at the uh, at different areas, not just the game, but outside of the game. Yeah, health, relationship, friends. You know, I think uh, always striving to to know just that little bit more every day. I think it's I think it's good. Right, right. That's um. I think that also sums you up as a person, just knowing you personally. Um, mm. You're always, and that's a, that's something that I admire about you. That um, there was a time where I played, I was playing tennis, and I was much better than Ivan. But Ivan kept just putting in the work, putting in the work day in and day out. And um, I think you kind of have this underdog mentality, like, oh, okay, I'm just, hey, you're better than me now, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows to what tomorrow brings. Yeah, you know? So yeah, I yeah. think that sort of sums you up as a person that, you know, hey, I, I probably, and I think it's good that you're willing to admit that you're not there yet. You could be like, you'd, I've seen Ivan lose, and he's like, yeah, the guy was just way too good. I lost 6-3. But, hey, kudos to him. I hope he wins right. next round. Right, 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 not, right. not everybody has that who's uh, is being willing to be so honest about their performance, you know. And, and knowing think, yeah. that you're going to work towards improving. Because yeah. you, you could never start out on top. You yeah. work towards it. You work and, towards it. And mm-hmm. the goal is to just keep at it. Yep, 100%. Um, so I know that you've been on the platform, been on set score. Um, how has it helped you? Set score? Yes. Yes. So basically it uh, – I'm sure you've spoken about the uh, the platform before, but it, I think it's very good for coaches. I think it's uh, – it's a great opportunity for for coaches who who are freelancers who work for themselves and are really just trying to maximize their their time efficient their 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 time and and their and their clients and just finding better ways to to set up your to set up their work rather than rather than doing by by notebook or 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 you know, writing writing it down on a piece of paper. You know, everything is automatic. The payment is automatic. Um, and there's a lot of features on SetScore that you can use, like checking your your earnings and stuff. It's just. What do you think of the evaluation? I think I think it's a good way to get people in it from from the start. I think it's. Uh, Was it easy to navigate? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think uh, I think giving a, a a player an evaluation. It's it's a good way to to get them interested in in perhaps taking lessons or joining a group class. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. No, I'm glad you you've had such a positive experience on the platform. Um, that's all. That's ultimately our goal to really help coaches uh, really spend time doing what they do best, which is coaching. Mm-hmm. And so we spent time just doing the heavy lifting so that. Uh, coaches like you can do what they do best. Yeah, stay, um, stay organized and make it easy for your clients and let them know, hey, this is where you are today and this is what we're going to work on next week. I mean, who wants to get on court with a coach that says, uh, what did we work on last week? Was, was it you? Right, yeah, right. You know, you have everything in front of you. Mm-hmm. So you could say, okay, this is where we were, this is what we worked on, and this is where we're going to pick up. Right, right. No, 100%. Um, so Ivan, what we, we spoke about a lot today. Um, I'm super happy that you were able to join us today for the, uh, the set score show. Um, one more question we'll ask you, um, 
what is your ideal client? I think you touched on it before, but like, what is your ideal client as far as um, if you had to pick just qualities, if you had to sum up your ideal client, if you say they, they would be this, 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 this. My ideal, okay. I see what you mean. Um, so I can answer this in, in many ways right now. For once, uh, I like someone uh, someone that can that can work hard, someone that's open minded. Um, the other one would be uh, someone can afford you as well because if they can't afford you, then you can't really work with them unless they're either you know family or or just have a really close relationship with them outside of outside of tennis. But I think. For once, whether you charge you ten dollars an hour or a thousand dollars an hour, right. you know if they can afford you, then it starts from there. Um, yeah, just some someone that that's uh, someone that that wants to do the journey, someone that that wants to put in the work, and uh, you would call like a tennis geek. Mm-hmm. I I like it when when my when my players tell me, hey, you know, I watched uh, I watched the Novak Rafa. <laughs> right, it was right. in straights, you know. Right. I want to hit my volley like Rafa. Yeah. You know, I think when when people really start talking about tennis, and you're like, okay, we're on the same boat here. Right. Right. No. No. Hundred percent. I <laughs> think uh, players that ask, I think sometimes players that ask a lot of questions, they might feel like, oh, you know, maybe timid. But I actually like, say for you, I'm sure that well, I like players that ask a lot of questions because. It shows that they're interested and they're curious and they're passionate about the game. So I'm, um, you know, anytime somebody asks a question, I'm like, oh, okay, they're thinking about this. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, you know, it makes you enjoy teaching them more because they're like, all right, they're, they're invested in this as much as I am. Right. So, um, no, 100%. Um, so um, thank, thank you so much, Ivan. Um, where can someone looking for a coach? find you well i am on the platform of set score um but you can find me in the buoy area i'm in the buoy area i go around uh annapolis i teach in dc and virginia currently as well and uh even arundel mills arundel oh. mills in edgewater so yeah i have a, a 25 mile an hour radius <laughs> 25 mile radius from where i live which gotcha. is in buoy Gotcha, gotcha. So, if you're ever in the uh, the DMV, if you're ever in the B, uh, DMV area, then people they would go to uh, is it pintadotennistraining.com? Pintadotennistraining.com. Okay, awesome. And then I, I don't know. I'm assuming you'll be directed to set score. <laughs> Just kidding. But uh, um, but yeah. So <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. Super happy, Ivan. That. Um, you're able to come out. I can vouch that you're an amazing coach, uh, myself and a person as well. But I, I've seen Ivan coach, and he he's an amazing coach. So if you're ever in the DMV area, I think you should check out and go to PintadoTennisTraining.com and uh, give him a call. Um, so super excited um, and happy we were able to have this interview. Um, that is going to conclude um, the Set Score Show which is Ivan Pintado from Pintado Tennis Training. So um, thank you all for tuning in, and we will see you on the next one. Ready, set, score.